Welcome to the podcast, Becoming Emotionally Literate. In this podcast, we will work to learn the language of feelings and emotion and journey to become emotionally sustainable. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy. In this show, we will investigate with a local leader, Alana Talon, the idea that John Young talks about how nature allows for better emotional regulation and well-being. To talk deeper on this topic, we are connecting this morning with Alana Talon, the founder of Wild Woods. She moved to this beautiful community from Ontario. She currently lives here with her husband, Mike, and her two kids, Ben and Quinn, and her dog, Asher. I consider her to be doing great work in our community. Great work described by Thomas Berry. She is connecting young families to each other and helping them to develop a relationship with nature. Her program allows parents to learn from their children as they experience nature together. Good morning, Alana, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank you for coming. Uh, I feel really grateful that you're here this morning and sharing this time with me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I would like to start off just by saying that I'm feeling quite nervous, mm-hmm. but also excited um, as first podcast with a guest. But uh, I am hopeful because I think that you guys are going to find Alana as inspiring as I do. So Alana, how are you feeling? Thank you. I'm also feeling nervous and kind of jittery. I've never done anything like this before. So um, that's there. But also, like you say, inspired and um Really grateful to be here talking to you, Annalie. Grateful mm-hmm. for you starting up this new endeavor. And uh, grateful, as always, to the gorgeous mountains that we're looking out out your window. And all the treetops I can see. And grateful to all of my teachers and my mentors. And um, human and non-human. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, Alana, I just want to start off by asking you what programs that you're running. Yeah. So currently through Wildwoods, um, I'm not running a program this fall. And that's because um, the summer program ended. And um, as for a lot of families, I guess, September looked a little different for us this year. We homeschool mm-hmm. our kids, and uh, and so that wasn't going to change for us this year, but I met another woman who is homeschooling her children as well this year, and we decided um, this fall to start a an outdoor kind of homeschooling cooperative um, that's turned into more of an outdoor school. So this fall, that's what I've been directing a lot of energy towards. So it's called Salamander Forest School. It's not technically a forest school as far as like the Canadian forest school practitioners, neither Crystal or myself are forest school practitioners, but um, basically it came together just really organically of two moms who are homeschooling, who wanted to be outdoors together and getting together with our, with our kids a couple times a week. So yeah, we've, we've been kind of building that and creating that this fall. And it's been going really well. Now we have a second, uh, third family who's joined us. And then we've had a few other families who are interested and have come out to, to check it out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we've been meeting twice a week up there for like a six hour day together. It's taking place all outside um, at some 
at um, like on the land and yeah we're doing all sorts of stuff together with the kids and um, and that's where kind of my energy and focus has just turned this fall um, yeah so that's what I've been wow. working on mm-hmm. that sounds incredible like yeah just finding the need and and filling that need with an, an opportunity to be outside it's perfect for this time in our life yeah exactly yeah. exactly it yeah. just kind of came together um through we, we we crystal and i both felt super passionate about it and really excited we met and we started talking about um what this could become and what we could how we could grow um a community for homeschooling families but also perhaps in the future for families who um are set, sending their school kids to mainstream school and maybe just looking for one day a week of like an alternative or an outdoor environment um so yeah there's lots of kind of there's lots of ideas floating around with it and um but so far it's just been so it's been really important and really amazing to get out together with other families and other children yeah. a couple times a week mm-hmm. and um yeah and to be doing it all outside which yeah. suits me very well yeah exactly and creating yeah. those those relationships those relationships yeah. exactly yeah. yeah oh wow what an, yeah what yeah. a unique opportunity i love that mm-hmm. yeah and i love the idea of yeah opening up for yeah people to have one day a week just to maybe get out yeah it's a different environment connecting to yeah to our land yeah and yeah. I think for I think I think it's really amazing for and that's happening all across the province and all across Canada and the United States and I'm sure in other places as well in um in Europe places in Europe where they're doing outdoor schooling um but with the nature connection programs like Wildwoods um but there's a there's a ton of programs where they're offering one full day a week of nature school or a wilderness program. So kids are going to school, say, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and every Wednesday they go to their nature program for the full day. And that that blend works beautifully for the teachers. Like, the te- the teachers are really supportive of it, what they're, they're seeing in those children, you know, of having that one day a week out. I think some parents are hesitant because they feel, especially as the children get into older grades, that they might be missing too much content. But um, as far as I understand from talking to different and networking with different nature schools across the province, um, it's it's wonderful. And the teachers are in support of it. The parents love it. And of course, the children are benefiting huge and they have that one day of nature school a week. So that's something that I've always thought about doing here in Cranbrook and Kimberly, you know, in our, for our community with, through Wildwoods is having a full day nature program once a week. And that would that would be great for homeschooled or alternative school kids, but also for for kids going to school and yeah. kids going to mainstream school. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. I love that. That is awesome. Um, I'm going to move on, even though I could talk for ages about this idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I just... You're all, just the ideas that start coming to my brain as I yes. listen to this. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to reimagine it. Right? Yeah. You reimagine the way that we do, the way the education is. Right. Right. And right. I think that we are at that point we need to really start to, to, to make some changes. We're seeing that already. I mean, teachers are starting to really embrace it as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is, this is, this is the time. Yeah. This is the time to be doing that. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. So, so <laughs> what inspired you to start this, this important work in our community? Yeah. So we moved to Cranbrook, um, three years ago and 
when I arrived here, I felt like it was the most kind of wild place I had ever um, landed in, like I had ever lived in. And so just beyond the town of Cranbrook, you know, for people who don't know it, um, we're just surrounded, we're situated between the Rockies and the Purcells, and it's just, there's just, you know, within a 25 minute drive, you can, mm -hmm. you can be out among these rivers and forests that are just so wild still, oh. at least that's how they felt yeah. to me arriving here. And um, my sons were really young when they were one and almost four when we, when we arrived here. And the very first thing I did was start to look around for some sort of nature program or forest program or forest school. Um, that we could take part in as a young family. And I was so surprised that it didn't exist here. And the closest one that I could found, find was Outdoor Connections in Fernie, which is a mm -hmm. wonderful forest school. Um, and my son now goes to that forest school. We drive out there once a week. He's been doing that for this is his second year. So mm -hmm. they're just fantastic out there. It's, it's a great program. Mm -hmm. um, but Fernie's an hour away, like yeah. a solid hour away. Yeah. So, so, right you know, right then and there, I kind of got that spark of, well, could I start something here? Um, and I think what I noticed really quickly was that a lot of families, there's a lot of young families here, and a lot of families are really, really into the outdoors. And um, John Young talks about this and about how there's kind of a difference between recreation outside, outdoor recreation, and then nature connection. Mm -hmm. And they're two different things. And what I see here is, it's, it's amazing. Everybody is so outdoorsy. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's a real wonderful um, pattern here of people getting their kids outside and outdoors and spending a lot of time outside, but in a recreation kind of way, which is fantastic. It has a ton of value. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't, you know, anything going on here that was... Um, taking that that time spent outdoors a little deeper into facilitating connection with with this place and with the natural world, and um, so that quite simply was it. I went looking for it; it wasn't here, and I thought, well, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out as an invitation to the community to say, you know, we're already spending tons of time in the in the forest in the community forest here, and um, does anyone want to come out and, and join us here? And that's how it started. That is. Amazing. Again, yeah. very organically, yeah. just a need and, and need. filling that need. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. I, I know as a parent, I really appreciate because I did lots of it on my own, but it's nice to join other families. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to, to come out in community. And yeah. that's, um, that was the second reason behind it was for, for us being new to the, new to Cranbrook. Um, was also just about me meeting some families who thinking, you know, the people who might answer this invitation to come out to the forest um, would be a great way for me to meet some people, for my children to meet some people, and for us to meet some other families. And that's what's happened. Um, but really, it's, it's you know, that was three years ago, or yeah, the two and a half years ago. And so I think my own personal growth in, um, in looking at building community mm -hmm has, you know, has grown a lot. And Wildwoods has been um, a great way for me to make mistakes and learn and observe and um, try different things and really take a look at, well, what are, like, what are the foundational elements to building community? So I think we can all, you know, a lot of people can bring a group of people together. And what is it about that time together where sometimes you walk away 
and you're like, oh, that was, you know, that was nice. That was great. Um, and other times you walk away and you're like, whoa, I feel, I feel calm. I feel, I feel, um, I feel connected, mm -hmm. right? I feel like yeah. that was, there was something real, like there was something needy to that. So yeah, my curiosity is always peaked in like, how as a facilitator of a group like that, how can people coming to spend an hour and a half together leave feeling um, a deeper sense of connection to each other, to themselves, to the forest? Um, and I th and I think that that yeah that community building piece um, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to that you know yeah. and there's like there is an actual um, there is actual elements of community and connection mm -hmm. that um, I've discovered need to be in place yeah. for people to walk to be able to leave a program feeling a mm -hmm. certain way and that's you know that's definitely not going to happen each week at wildwoods it it really depends on what goes on but yeah. that's my that's my goal and that's what yeah. inspires me yeah mm -hmm. and i think that's that's an amazing um addition to our community cuz i think there's lots of people in our community that do struggle to get that connection mm -hmm. and and they're so important and you're right we recreate in the land mm -hmm. but we need to connect to that land too yeah. And the best way really is to watch children mm -hmm. connect with the land because mm -hmm. then you're drawn right in. Right? Yes. You, they see things that we walk right by. Yes. And, uh, and so what an opportunity, you know, for those, those families. Yeah. yeah. And you know what else with the children? It's great because I think sometimes it can be you're, you're having young kids and going to a program like that. Is almost like it's almost like a gateway for the adults who mm. might not feel that sense of value for getting out there just themselves. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, so it's you know down the road I'd love to offer programs for adults, but I I think starting with families is a is a kind of a safe way for people yeah. to just get out there and and then remember how much they mm -hmm. as adults love yes. being in the forest or how good that feels. Yeah. And then it can start being less about the children and mm -hmm. more about, whoa, what am I gaining from getting? this? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's exactly it. Like, it's a great, as you said, it's a gateway, mm -hmm. right? We, and why not use our children as a gateway to something, right? Well, to, yeah. To reconnecting with something that we, we've forgotten about. Absolutely. As we grow older, we put less importance on it. But why? But why? Right? Yeah. Why? And yeah. our children are amazing reminders of that, or yeah. children in, in, general. in general. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, about building nature-connected families and yeah. not just nature-connected children. Yeah. But if we start with nature-connected children, that's pretty awesome, too. Exactly. You know, that's, that's a great starting yeah. point. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that is awesome. Oh. Um, so I feel like you've already really answered this. What's your mission that you want to accomplish through your work? You hmm. really kind of answered that in what you just said. It's that idea of connecting. Um, and that, those relationships that are built, mm -hmm. yeah, between people and land and mm -hmm. and the other or other teachers, right? Yeah, human and non-human, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, right. There's a great. I I feel like this there this story kind of illustrates something um, to to help answer that question. We were watching as a family uh, just last week. We were watching a like a nature series, and there was some really vivid footage of a wildfire. Um, footage I have I have never seen before like it was it was hitting me 
Um, but my two sons were watching this alongside of us. So there's this, there's this really amazing footage of, of, of a wildfire going on. Massive wildfire, as we've experienced, you know, here and in, I'm thinking of California this summer. And so we're watching this and a few minutes into it, my older son saw pipes up and, and saw and said, that's a, that's a ponderosa. And it was, it was this giant, beautiful ponderosa pine that just happened to be a little taller. Its canopy was a little taller, so it stood out in the footage and it was up in flames. It was going up mm -hmm. in flames. And at that exact moment, it was almost like our whole family stopped and my older son started crying and my younger son just started asking a whole bunch of questions. He mm -hmm. just turned four, but a whole bunch of questions about the forest fire and and what that illustrated for me was like, wow, so we can watch a wildfire. We can hear about the wildfires that are going on. But what was it in my children? Because we walk the same trails over and over and over again, and we have for years. And we know the trees by, oh, there, there's the, the curved tree, and there's the curve, there's the tree that we took the big piece of bark off of, and there's this tree. And there's specific trees out there that they know that they've built a relationship with. And a lot of those are ponderosa pine trees mm -hmm. and they know the ponderosa pine tree. They really have a relationship to that species, whether they're able to articulate that or not, they know it. It's a yeah. friend of ours. We walk through it and we say, hi, ponderosa. And mm -hmm. you know, hi, Doug fur. And, and so then they're watching the wildfire and all of a sudden they see a ponderosa tree and it's like they have that, that rope of connection from their heart to the ponderosa to ponderosa species mm -hmm. and that right in that moment was like whoa mm -hmm. this fire just took on a new meaning for them mm -hmm. and for all of us and i think that that is such a beautiful illustration of what deep nature connection can do mm -hmm. and you you know we're talking about emotional literacy mm -hmm. and um and that story just you know, what, what woke up in Ben's heart at that moment was empathy, right? Mm -hmm. He just had, he had an empathic response because he could feel what that ponderosa would feel. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't have a relationship with the ponderosa pine tree right here in Cranbrook in his own backyard, um, that wildfire and that experience of watching a wildfire might've been very different for him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, so, so yeah, maybe we, we, we grow these relationships that are very close with what's around us. And then we can, and then no matter where we see a ponderosa tree, mm -hmm. and then maybe it starts to go move out, you know, those, yeah. the, the, it ripples out to all trees might have that feeling for him when they see something being destructed. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, are we, are we then raising children who care about nature and want to, they, because of that really deep relationship they have with it? when we love something, we want to protect it and we want to take care of it. And yeah, I think that that, you know, that that's the best way to answer that question is like, what, what inspires this work or what do I, what am, what am I seeking to do with this sort of work, you know, yeah. is that. Yeah. I love as you're, as you're talking, it actually like, I could just feel above my heart here, just kind of this fluttering and I really feel I connect with that because growing up, I was out every day, just around our house in the forest. And yet we, we did, we developed those connections with those places and the, and the trees and everything. Mm -hmm. 
And it's such a powerful connection. Like I can feel it as you're talking. I can feel that in my body. Yeah. And that's an amazing idea. And amazing that your child at that at that age is already developing that. Yeah. And and that's not, you know, and I think that that's, um, there's, there's so much we could do. We yeah, could talk for hours about this, but yeah, there's, um, you know, it's really neat to, to see how, um, just bringing, bringing him, bringing him or, or like yourself, you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. just incur- encouraging or facilitating, however you want to say it, um, with our children, getting them there, you know, really there, those relationships and, um, just ha- they they really do happen and mm-hmm. um, and children like you said really especially very young children they they're just so naturally connected and in yeah. tune with what they're seeing out there mm-hmm. um, and 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 then there's a whole bunch of, of of ways as adults being out there with our children that mm-hmm. we can help to kind of mm-hmm. pull on those threads of connection as we see them happening yeah 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 and I like how you talk about the threads right and, uh, and it was John Young you know, yeah talks about yeah that, that's that language and how how they they get thicker and stronger yes. with time and yeah. just being out and experiencing the experience yeah and, the awareness and that's it we want to build those big thick ropes so that then our kids when they grow to adults they want to protect yeah. those spaces yeah yeah mm. oh, mm. just yeah I could go on and on about that for ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too. That's the heart of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I might need a minute there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. Take that breath and keep on going. Uh, when we were out on a walk previously, mm-hmm. uh, which was inspiring, seeking to change or challenge people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that comes from that comes from my own experience and of um, over you know year, these past years of really deepening my connection with nature, and then recognizing without a doubt, like I am nature. There is no there there is no separation, um, and that's something that our you know long ago ancestors and the ancestors of this land and any earth based peoples which you know all of us probably have the ancestors that at one point were very earth-based peoples recognize there was no there was no like us and nature um the way that we you know the way that we think of now or that some people think of themselves as different or separate from Mm -hmm. the natural world we are nature we we grow up from the earth just like everything else and and then return to the earth and then we return to the earth yeah and we exactly yeah and all of the cycles that happen in in the earth you know happen within us as well Mm -hmm. so so yeah we are nature and um hmm, yeah that was a big part of my um, so in that, at that walk, we also brought up the concept of belonging. I yeah. remember just at the end there yeah. and that, and, and we were connecting that with mm-hmm. emotional literacy or emo- emotional, um, you know, what the sense of belonging is such an, is such a, um, it's almost like a basic human emotional need yeah. is to belong. Definitely. And so we're all seeking, children do it, but even as adults, we continue seeking to belong or finding that place. Where do we belong? Where do I belong? And 
Um, and deepening my connection with nature woke me up to, I belong to nature. I belong to the trees. I belong to the animals. I belong to the earth. I belong to the waters. I belong to the sky. I belong to the stars. I belong here just as, you know, every single dandelion that pops up in the springtime, you know, there's thousands of them all around. And yeah. you sit with one single, this might sound cliched, but it's, and you could pick anything, anything mm -hmm. that there's an abundance of, anything that grows up from the earth, yeah. you know, and you sit with it and it, we need it just because it's one of thousands and thousands. We, it belongs here and it's unique and each of us belong to the earth and we're here to bring forth our what's unique to us. Yeah. And, and the whole of the community mm -hmm. of the earth yeah. needs each and every one of us. And, yeah. and whatever, that, whatever that uniqueness is within us, we, we arrive here with our own unique gift um, to offer. And that, yeah, that sense of belonging to a community, you know, it's like, it's about acceptance and it's about... Um, it's about your part mattering so much to the whole. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we think of, you know, even if, if in my own family uh, with my children, you know, I find it important to let them know like, oh, that's what you bring to our family and how important that is so important. And we wouldn't be the same if you didn't bring that. We wouldn't, we wouldn't work the same way. So mm -hmm. what you bring is really important and we're all parts of that whole and if we use that as kind of like a microcosm of the family unit, you yeah. know, and then we think of the earth and we think of the whole, like the whole planet and all of the beings, you know, we all bring our part, um, to create the whole. And, and there's, a, there's so much interconnectedness yeah. between it all. And so I think that that's another part after our walk that I was really reflecting on was that's another piece of, of deep nature connection, you know, mm -hmm. Um, that comes of that is that feeling of belonging not only maybe to the group like to the group of children who are getting together in this really um, intentional way to connect with each other and to themselves and to nature they might really come away feeling a sense of belonging to that group yeah. because it's it's really what happens there is connective and it's talking from the heart and um, it's something different than maybe they get in other areas of their lives. So they come away feeling like a strong sense of belonging to that group. Yeah. But they, the, over time, you know, if we could all start to feel that sense of true belonging mm -hmm. to our place, like to, yeah. the, to, the, to the earth and to the sky. And mm -hmm. um, I, I, I really believe, I know in my own experience, that's really all I can speak from, is that that, that helps me with my emotional resilience and, and that emotional need in me to belong. Wow, does that help me? And that, that is nature connection. That's yeah, not that is. human connection. But then it, sp and it spills out. Then that mm -hmm. spills out into belonging to myself and belonging to the earth. And then I can help find where I belong in my human relationships too. Wow. Yeah. That's very powerful. Yeah. Cause yeah, we need, we need that sense of belonging and not just in, in many different aspects of our life. That, that is key. Yeah. Yeah. Such a strong need. Yeah, it's isn't a it? strong need. Yeah. Really strong. I think many of us search for that, right. that sense of belonging. Yeah, maybe it's right there in front of us. We just have to connect, connect with, it with it. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's no small thing. It's not it, a small it's thing. Not, it's not a small thing, but it's, I love the way you just said that. It's right there. It's right yeah. there. And we just have to remember. We yeah. have to re reconnect. It's there with, within us. And um, we're designed to be really in, in, in deep, rich connection to our surroundings. We're really designed for that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all there. Our neurobiology is designed to connect with nature. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's just getting out there and, and starting to... Starting it. Starting it, yeah. One step for just getting out. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. I can already feel all these other things that I'm thinking and percolating in my brain. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and we're totally taking a... We're going sideways okay, for a moment. Okay, let's go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> um, as with any programming and when you're developing especially this program because it was new new to our area you know and uh definitely needed but new what are some of the challenges that you face mm -hmm. well for the first um couple of years i ran it as a i ran wildwoods as a drop-in so it was a, just a free drop-in this is the time and it was all ages as well and that first summer, the first couple, uh, summer and fall, um, I had a ton of people coming out and I'm sure it was because it was new and people were interested and curious and wanting to see what it was all about. Um, and so I, th I felt like one of the, the biggest challenges for me was that over time, I recognized that me not knowing um, really from day to day who was going to come, how many people were going to come, if anyone, um, you know, for example, one day I could have two families that came and then one day I could have like 26 people there. Yeah. And then the varying ages too. I recognize that, um, okay, there is interest in this. And um, now I think that it's almost impeding my ability to facilitate connection because, um, yeah, because of the way that I had designed it as a drop-in. So it was, it, was a, it was a great way to start because mm -hmm. it gave people the opportunity, no commitment, just come out and try yeah. this out and see if it's for you and if you like it. So that was a big challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why this summer, I, um, that was the first time that I ran as, it as a registered program. So people mm -hmm. actually had to sign up and then we had the same group each week. Um, and I felt that that I definitely could see that that actually could start to build some connection within right. that group. Um, and the other challenge that I face is that I'm still, um, this is still just me running Wildwoods yeah. and, um, yeah. And I also am a full-time mom and, mm -hmm. and like I said, homeschooling my kids too. So, um, that's, that's one of the challenges I personally face is just being able to f carve out the time to mm -hmm. run the gamut of programs that I'd love to run yeah um so I I you know I really um I feel that bringing another person on with me to facilitate these programs with me would be wonderful I had a great great volunteer this summer yeah Jen Dahl who you oh, probably yeah. know yeah know she's Jen Dahl. so wonderful and it was really really um it was great to run mm -hmm. it with another adult who's just so passionate and mm -hmm. So I think down the road that will be helpful in, in order to expand the programming is mm -hmm. having another facilitator come on mm -hmm. um, with me. So, and then the challenges while running um, Wildwoods itself, it's, it's the children, they just get it. They naturally yeah. really get it. Yeah. And um, so one of my own personal challenges was how, how can I recognize that, um, that I need to, 
I need to do, I need to give direction and I need to give, I need to orient, I guess. I need to orient the adults that are there too, to what's going on a little bit, to what, what, you know, um, what to do, what not to do, Mm -hmm. because so much of nature connection appears really informal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's very informal. It's, we get together and, but, but there's a lot going on kind of invisibly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it can all look very simple because nature is the teacher. And really, it's all about just timelessness out there. That sense of the children aren't being um, pulled away or rushed off or, you know, it's really creating that sense that you got all the time in the world. And mm-hmm. and and um, that's when those connections happen. Mm-hmm. And you need a lot of time and not a lot of interruption. Yeah. And I think we can have a hard time with that as adults in mm-hmm. this living in this day and age where everything is timed. Even when we get our kids together to play together, it's yeah, timed, timed, right? It's yeah. a timed play date. Mm-hmm. And so this, this idea of timelessness, or at least setting up the perception of time, timelessness for children is new to us. And mm-hmm. also the idea of not, um, you know, of not needing to label or, or teach, you know, we see something, there's a bird, you know, well, what kind of bird is it? Well, we don't know, and it doesn't really matter, matter. but let's let's ask all sorts of questions about that bird. What's Mm -hmm. it doing, and where is it going, and Mm -hmm. what colors do you see on it, and, you know, yeah, like, oh, it's it's climbing up that tree. Does it live on that tree, or does it, you know, it's just a matter of asking a whole bunch of questions, and it can all seem pretty informal. So that was a, that was a great personal learning for me, was like, okay, the, the parents who come out, they may not be oriented to this. They might, they mm-hmm. may, they may need more direction than I'm giving them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was really nice about having that cohesive group. Cause we could build on that each week that. as yeah. well. Yeah. And, uh, one of our other good friends mentioned, um, that's I like this, this idea of timelessness because she said, you know, you'll go out and spend this time and it's in the last five minutes of what you kind of got planned. And all of a sudden they're just totally into whatever they're yes. doing. Right. Yes. And so, yeah, we, it, sometimes it takes time. Mm-hmm. We need to kind of let go of that because mm-hmm. sometimes it takes time for them to settle in, settle in, mm-hmm. even for us to settle in. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that's sometimes some parents frustration that I've spoken to parents in the community who say, well, my kid doesn't like being outside, you know, or, or we get out there and they're just cranky or it's if it's a little bit cold or whatever it is. And, and that's exactly that's exactly what I say is I, I get it. Sometimes my kids are cranky too. And what I've noticed is that if we just can, if we can just stay, if we mm. just stay, there's always without a doubt, a moment that just shifts and mm-hmm. something, something happens out in nature that mm-hmm. shifts us. And all of a sudden we're into it. You know? and yeah. I, yeah. So it is, it's about, it's about, I think it's about valuing it mm-hmm. enough to give it that much time. That time. Mm-hmm. Give it that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So much there. Time, right? Yeah. One of our greatest resources, mm-hmm. and probably the most limited resources mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, that's kind of been one of the, the huge, mm, it's, I hesitate to say silver linings because I know for some people, that extra time during this pandemic and this, this, you know, what we've been going through as a global community for almost a year now, that time has been uh, really challenging for a lot of people and for us in ways too. But it's, it's also 
a blessing, isn't it? It right? is. And, and there's so much of our indoor activities and our extracurricular things that we do with our children that can no longer be happening. Mm -hmm. And so it's this, it's this really special time where the wild is still open to us. Yeah. Um, and I felt really lucky and really grateful for that here in Cranbrook because I know that green spaces were closed in some of the bigger mm -hmm. cities um, during the quarantine and the actual lockdown. But here, here they aren't. And this is all still available to us. And yeah. we got the time. We got the time. <laughs> and wasn't it nice to see all the families and people just out? Yes. I, I saw like way, way more, more a huge increase. The community forest parking lots were packed. I know. People yeah. were just out. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, just a, it was so nice. And out in the forest, out on the streets, more kids, out yeah. bike. It was just nice to see all these people out. outside. Yeah. 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 So I hope if, if there's one thing we kind of take away from challenging times is that. Mm -hmm. Just keeping that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't always have to be so scheduled and so busy. Yeah. And to, to unschedule our children mm -hmm. is actually a really, really great gift. That we gift. can give them. Mm -hmm. It is a big gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, some right, some of the best days really are unscheduled days. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. We we talked earlier and we discussed this importance of relationships and um and you are a major factor for driving a lot of relationships with which is I love it's amazing. So what's what's next? What's your next idea or yeah, yeah. I have so many ideas. I know. <laughs> oh. So what's next for Wild Woods? Um so I've been so far running the, the parent and child. I call it wild child. So the parent and child's programs. And then the other thing that I did was I ran three camps last year um, on non-instructional days. Um, PD days mm -hmm. that I called coyote camp. So we did three coyote camps and with the coyote camp, it was older children. It was for um, five to 10 year olds. And um, I, I loved both of those programs. So um, as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, one of my, one of my big goals with Wildwoods is to run a full day nature program once a week um, that would be open to the whole community, kids going to school and homeschool kids or um, and that would be for older children so that they could actually attend for a full day, like nine to three, mm -hmm. um, which I think would be amazing. That's, yeah. that would be great. Um, I'd also love to run an after school program. You know, we were just talking about that before, um, we started. So that was an idea that came, um, nearing the end of last year's school year when things were kind of up in the air. But I thought that would be another great program, I think, for um, it would be based seasonally. So we would do kind of four main topics looking at bird language, tracking, plant identification, and probably then in, in the wintertime, it would be a more open kind of uh, combination of that. So based on loose themes, but an after school nature club where, um, again, it just I, I feel like that's a great release after a full day of school of coming mm -hmm. out and it is pretty informal, you know, it's, it's a time, it's a time of release and it's a time of connection for kids. So a couple hour program after school once a week and then continuing with wild child, because I love that. I love connecting with the parents and I love connecting with the really young children because they yeah. just get it. They just, they get it. They're, they're super inspiring. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have kind of, um, 
in mind as far as expanding programming through Wildwoods. Yeah. And then, of course, continuing to um, grow the homeschooling cooperative, the outdoor mm-hmm. salamander school that we've got going on as well. Yeah. Wow. So, so many. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah it just had to, and would be a huge benefit mm-hmm. to our community. Thank you. I love that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I teach uh, grade five students. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's so different going out with them from going out with young children. And it's, yeah, it's interesting that something kind of got lost sometimes Mm. in between those those years. Mm. But I feel like the more we go out and the more we just take time, the they start to kind of, it comes back so quickly, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. quickly. And I love in, in the, in the nature connection community. Um, so you mentioned John Young, who mm-hmm. kind of the, the founder of like the eight shields movement and yeah. that sort of thing. And I mean, his, he's surrounded by a huge community of people, um, who are doing this amazing, amazing work. And, mm-hmm. um, and my own mentor, Judy Bass, I mean, I just, I can't have this conversation without mentioning her because she's, she's just been such an important part of, um, helping me grow towards being able to put this out into our community. Um, but with the older children, you know, it makes me think about how there's there's something that he refers to um, about the natural learning cycle. And mm-hmm. so it kind of goes through the the directions. Yeah. And that there's there's different times of the day. And we, we experience this as adults too. There's different times of our day where our energy is different. Yeah. So there's times where we're really energized and there's mm-hmm. times where we're more, we have less energy mm-hmm. or a different energy. And so working, basing programs with that natural learning cycle in mind is part of that coyote mentoring kind mm-hmm. of um, model. And so with the older children, like grade fives, yeah. you know, um, I noticed that with the coyote camp too, is that it had to be structured in such a way that, that upon arrival, you know, there's a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. And so it's, so then it's really movement games yeah. and, and that could be our whole morning. We played the first coyote camp I ever ran. We played hide and go seek for about two oh. and a half hours <laughs> because the kids, the children were so into it. So yeah. was I, we had this massive boundary yeah. and it was fun. It was yeah. so much fun. And so being able to go with that and go with that natural energy of whatever group you're working with. Uh Um, So yeah, I think all this to say, you know, nature connection doesn't have to look a certain way. And that's a big thing that I I try to talk to parents about, you know, there, you don't have to know a single thing about nature in order Mm -hmm. to, to do it. You're, you're not a teacher. You're not, you know, we are, we're not as adults Mm -hmm. um, when we're, when we're heading out there. Nature is, and, and we'll, you know, we, children will gain from mm-hmm. it no matter what. So it's, it's really inspiring that you take your classroom outside. And I know, um, man, I've met a lot of teachers in the SD5, you know, in, in our yeah. district who really value getting their classes outside, yeah. which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely seen a big increase in the last few years. Yeah. And it is it's amazing. It it's is. amazing because... And just because we're so lucky where we live mm-hmm. that we have access to it so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So and why I, not? Absolutely. And I feel like even children who are, who are in schools in cities, you know, mm-hmm. where we, you look around and you think there is no nature around them. Like nature yeah. is everywhere. everywhere. And that's why I love birds so much. Yeah. 
birds are such amazing teachers of nature connection and they're they're so accessible because birds are everywhere mm -hmm. and they're so cool yeah yeah i was talking to another friend and, and she mentioned something how there was a little you know forest close to their their school and she went back to that and she as a kid thought it was such a large big area this big forest that they explored and and she went back and she's like, it was so small. But at that time, it was this big forest. Right. And that's it. You yeah. don't need much. No. You don't need much. No. When I, uh, growing up, I used to, um, my nature, well, I was lucky in that I, I lived down the street from us was like a, a, we called it the reservoir. It was like a conservation area mm -hmm. and train tracks ran through it. But then there was a small creek that ran alongside the train tracks and it was just a conservation area. So it wasn't developed. So that was a big part of where I I spent time um, as a child and a teenager, but really my nature, we lived behind a graveyard and I would halt my fence in my backyard and there was like a trench and a road, like a cemetery road growing mm -hmm. up there. And a, you know, the cemetery was up at the top of the hill and there was a big green space, like a big mm -hmm. field. And that was my nature, yeah. you know? So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be these big, beautiful yeah. forests that we have here. Mm -hmm. It really, nature is everywhere yeah. and we are nature and mm -hmm. we just, it's, it's, um, there's some really, really simple ways to start facilitating and drawing that out in, in children. And I think what it all comes down to is just valuing it, yeah. you know, is it, and can we, um, I think that's what I'm maybe setting up to do is just helping helping people remember, helping the adults remember um, that this this has so much value. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, yes, the value. Because mm -hmm. if yes. we value it, our children will value it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when we value things, we protect it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a huge change that we need to really embrace. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Alana, I, I feel so grateful. This, this conversation was amazing and I, ah, and inspiring in so many ways. And so thank you. Um, thank you for taking this time to meet with me. And I know that this community is so lucky to have you here. And there's so many that have benefited from your work. And I just want to applaud you because you're doing the great work. And it has many challenges, but the benefits are just so rich. So thank you. Thank you, Annalie, so much for having me be your very first guest. Thank you. On your new podcast and yeah. for giving me the chance to talk about something that I love so much and I feel so passionate about. Thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming Emotionally Literate with me, your host, Annalie Shadley. I am glad that you're here on this journey with me.